Join us as we open another file in the Markov dossier. File number FIRO 2202602021. File open. Sir Luton, and welcome to this episode of the Markov Dossier, a dystopian age podcast. My name is Scott, and I'm here with Sam. Howdy, pilgrims. And today we're going to be discussing our very recent Dystopian Wars game, uh, mainly to discuss the Hockmeister battle fleet and how I felt that went and how scary you felt it was, Sam. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And the game isn't really much worth talking about, mainly because we got quite a few rules wrong. We misremembered a lot of stuff. We had to keep re-looking things up, and it just took a long time. You know, in six hours, we got two turns done. So it's pretty... It's actually six hours. I think that's unfair, because we did take at least an hour to have lunch. Uh, we took half an hour to have lunch. Half an hour to have lunch, and it, we weren't playing till 11. We got there at 10. Yeah, true. So five hours. Five, right. four, four and a half. Four and a half hours, two to, yeah, we're still slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're still so slow at this. Yeah. So, not really a lot happened generally. Um, the main first turn, it was a lot of just charging forwards, positioning. We're playing oil fields, so we had to get close to some. We use actually two islands. Yeah that are meant to be oil platforms so you have to get within three inches of those if you're close to yours you score two points if you're close to your opponents you get four points mm-hmm. so it's all about sort of getting forwards as quickly as possible but also keeping your own oil platform as defended as you possibly can which is a bit tricky well, my, my part of the plan was great until three giant robots turned up <laughs> I thought, yes yep. I'm ending this oil platform Ah. <laughs> it's a tricky scenario to keep everything close to yours because obviously you're going to drift I mean you can sort of come to a full stop after that and take a damage or a disorder to reverse so you know it's it's doable but it's tricky to, to defend it it's not too tricky to get close to it in five rounds because most like in fact most frigates could probably get to it fairly quickly maybe in two rounds yeah I think the way having thought about it what I could have done was put a big string of frigates and of course only just move them as minimal a pass so at any point at least one of the frigates is within three inches yeah waste of frigate firepower though yeah the first turn was mainly just sort of charging forwards trying to kill off some things I lost uh, a Volsung. I lost. I didn't lose that to a turn two. Took some heavy damage on my Heidelberg. Yeah, that was my that was my priority target. The first round of oh, shoot yeah. that. Um, your Akrana plans fluffed their rolls immensely. The, yeah, normally those things are lethal. Should point out, I'm playing Commonwealth for the first time. Normally, I let my son play Commonwealth, and he utterly wipes me my floor with me, I thought, right, I'm going to some of this. And they just... <laughs> the dice were not with me. No. <laughs> they, they were not. 
the trials didn't do very good for you and everybody loves those so it, it was it was definitely not a, not a day for dice for you today no I did get one decent roll which I got a photo of yes yep. but the uh, follow up roll for it was terrible I rolled a whole bunch and like what is it I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven anchors. I thought, brilliant. So I got the next seven dice and rolled them, and every single one of them was either blue or blank. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that was a waste of a good roll. <laughs> yeah, it, it, there was some unfortunate sort of shenanigans with the dice today. With them yes. not, not to... Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a game without it, would it? That's fine. No. If it's, if it's not you, it's me. Yeah, one of us has has to have something bad. I, I had pretty decent dice today, mostly, and um, when I needed them to be to be good, they were, they were pretty good. And the cards I got were pretty good to start off with, but I had to spend one early to get rid of a, a navigation lock on the temple off, which was disappointing, but necessary. Yeah. So back back to how it went. So yeah, first turn, manoeuvre shooty bit, and then the second turn got really messy we started blowing things up left right and center yeah, we, we got very close range i lost both of my bluches um, mm-hmm. i lost my heidelberg uh, i lost a volsong you lost most of my crowner plans yeah, all but one of your crowner plans i don't think i fully destroyed a unit aside from the maseski no you didn't you took the department, I mean, which is pretty good going. Your kind of plans are pretty much made of paper, mm. so if they're still going at the end of turn two, you're doing quite well, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it was very much uh, me dying turn two, <laughs> not a lot else. Um, but I had positioned myself in what I thought was a good position for, for scoring. It turns out I was in a good position for scoring. But yeah, we were, we got a little confused over the when do you measure from the center and when do you measure from the model. Um, Chris has cleared that up for us actually today. Yes, um, it, nearly everything is from the edge of the model, except what's the exception for that? There is no exception for that, it will all be from the, the closest point to the closest point as long as you can touch it. It's only when you're determining line of sight that you look from the center point because right. that's where the bridge would be essentially right. that's all it is everything else is measured from range so yeah because yep. you, you were right at the end you were maybe half an inch away from the objective than you needed to be but if yep. we'd have measured from inch you would have been absolutely yeah well better. within well within and the same in the first round i did the same i, I was outside of the three inches because of um measuring center to center whereas yeah. if it was closest to closest i'd have been in so i'd have got two points when i didn't give my two points at the start so we're all, but, we got very confused with all this yeah. but we had one and that's the important thing yeah we're never, uh, never going to be out there giving the exemplar of this are we no uh, we've said this a couple of times that this is more of our sort of secondary game that we're playing we're not intending to play it as much as while we're sexless and it is it is fun to like I'll get onto it in a second to have those big handfuls of dice and just rolling lots of dice and, and blowing stuff up. You needed bigger hands later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was quite crazy. So yeah, it, we we haven't played this for 
I would say at least six months because the last um, that's two or three games have been Exodus because we wanted to play Retribution didn't we yeah we played Retribution then we played the last one was Hex and there was one in between yeah we played um, I can't remember but I, I would have played Enlightened but I can't remember exactly what I did with it when I got was it, I took my meat grinder for a spin no Soul Hunters. We played Soul Hunters versus. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, we played the Project Barnum game, didn't we? Soul yeah. Hunters versus Nautilus, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's... Yeah, it's been a good six months since it. It's a shame, but we. The, the, the painful truth is we only get maybe one game a month, if we're lucky. Yeah, one, one game every two months is the is the standard. Yeah. Generally, uh, we try to do it once every month, but things happen and we can't always do it, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's just life it is um, it is just life so moving on to right. how did we feel our fleets went yeah so can I go first because I've got the Commonwealth to talk about and obviously it's a known thing but yeah. it's the first time we used the Commonwealth since the Orbat update first of all I love the new mortar that they get instead of the little gun that was great long range long range blowing you up loved it wasn't particularly effective, but it still felt much more fun. Um, I didn't like it. Look what it is. It basically launches a depth charge long distances, which then sinks and then blows up underneath the ship, which is why you get your submerged defences against it. There's all sorts of good reasons why that's a really good weapon. Um, I, I think I posted, I did post an article about what happens to ships when underwater detonations happen near them. It's not good because it breaks the back of the ship. It's actually far more devastating than a regular shot. So I like that. It was nice and fluffy and it felt different doing having a new weapon. Um, as I said, it's the first time playing the Commonwealth myself, even though I've had it for a while because I've always played Enlightened. I like the tankiness of it. It did feel harder to take the ships down. I also like the simplicity of the rules much better. My problem with the Enlightened was I'm always forgetting what rules I've got to limit dice, shields, generators, uh, luminiferous defences. There's just so many things, and I don't have a great memory for that sort of thing, so I'm always forgetting stuff, and, and my Enlightened would just get swapped off the board where they possibly shouldn't have been. With the Commonwealth, it's much easier. I just have to remember ablative armour, and that was about it. And heavy magazines. That, and heavy magazines. I, oh, I love that. Hell oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> Use that every shot with a Borodino. It's just lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> absolutely insane. But yeah. it's you did have, you did have the same thing as well, you know, but you never used it. <laughs> Do I? You've got um, the equivalent for the for the Imperium. Heavy crop, heavy... Where is it? Imperium or about... You didn't look at your... You didn't read your all about properly. Where is it? Hang on. It's in the. Uh, not after there's the generators, there's the weapons. Supercharged munitions. Once per activation, when a model with a flagship trait in this unit leads an attack using heavy Volt gun batteries or heavy rocket batteries, up to three of those weapons may contribute their lead value. So, yes, same thing for, for. I did not see that at all. It was only going to be on one ship, though, which would have been my Heidelberg. You could have used no, because you can use it for your rocket, heavy heavy gun or heavy or oh, heavy rocket batteries. No, so you can't have been using it on your temple. Yeah, and it also says flagship. 
your temple is a flagship and your Heidelberg is a flagship. So yeah, yep. you could use, use it on those. But never mind, you didn't. No. Honestly, I don't think your Heidelberg was ever in, ever going to get a chance to do no, that. Yeah, it didn't. I don't think I fired a shot. I think I moved it and that was it in the yeah. first round. Um, didn't get a chance to get a shot off. So No, I wasn't, I wasn't going to let it. <laughs> I was like, no. That's having some, some of this. So yeah, I love the Commonwealth. I will use them more. Uh, my son, given that they're actually my son's fleet, I'll have to ask you permission each time. But uh, I'm sure he'll let me. So yeah, Commonwealth, definitely happy. The only thing that let me down was normally when my son plays Commonwealth, one thing he he's done every single game we played is hit me with the Katanga's drill, and almost every single time that involves a sunken ship. Um, I didn't get a chance to ram you. <laughs> I couldn't no. meet. You kept well away from them. I'm like, oh, no range. Yeah. yeah, I didn't fancy having been hit by the small enlightened drill subs. I didn't fancy taking three large <laughs> Russian assault cruisers. I think, they're, I, think, I think Katangas are actually worse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain they'll be horrendous. So yeah, I avoided them as much as possible. Um, and facing them, I haven't faced them at all. I played, I played them in the first game we did. So I haven't faced them all, and they are very tank like It feels like you're never doing a lot of damage. It's never really yeah. getting through. You really through. have to focus your fire to get something yeah. to go down. I, I really struggled to, to sink anything. Like I said, it was it was tricky to get down the Acranoplans as many as I did, even though they're not they're not exactly the most um, sturdy of, of things. They they still well, it took a couple of rounds of shooting to get any down. So yeah, um, yeah, it did feel. Like they were much more, and, and the ablative armor removing a dice from the dice pool as well. That's that's a bit of a pain. Yeah. So. Okay, so that's how I enjoyed my Commonwealth. That was something I do more often. What did you think of your new of your new shiny toys? Uh, yeah, so I've played Imperium before, uh, so I know what to expect. I this time I took. The addition of a full-sized Hockmeister fleet, uh, which gives me good things in assaults, mm -hmm. and it was expensive. So we played a 1,500 points game, and they were basically a third of my fleet's point cost for the three models. I didn't bring them up in the first turn. Which was a mistake. Which was a mistake, but in hindsight, after I'd sort of realised I'd missed it, I kind of thought, where would I where would I have bought them up? It was a mistake that was a happy mistake in the end. Mm -hmm. They absolutely rinsed the Maheski that I targeted. Yeah, with the, with the, the, as I mentioned, my dice rolls were not good. That was the worst dice roll of the game for me. It was just like, that's so bad. My defense yeah. roll for it was just like, oh. <laughs> it had barely any. I think he saved like five. Yeah. So, what? tell you what, before we go any further, just for those that are listening, to attack, it's an assault with the Hockmeisters. 
and we added up the dice. All three Hotmeisters basically hit the Mazheski at once. Plus the Voltaic, the bonuses for Voltaic. How many dice did you roll? 28. 28 dice. That's from an assault. 28 dice. And your score from that? Uh, I believe it was 22. 22 from that. So in defense, I get to roll the number of dice from my Citadel. Now, I, I was feeling... Uh, I looked at when before we rolled the dice. I was feeling quite confident because the Citadel on Hermes Hasey is twelve, and I thought, okay, not not amazing, but it could survive. And then I rolled a grand total of five blues. That's it. Yeah. So twenty two, twenty two. My what? No, what did you say? Twenty. Twenty two. I thought it was twenty two minus my five blues. Came to eighteen, did it? It just killed it instantly. There was no surviving that. <laughs> it um, it just blasted through. It may have been more than twenty-two. I seem to remember the actual difference afterwards was nineteen. So it may have been more yeah. than twenty-two because we got nineteen when when we took the. We remembered it was realized it was nineteen, and that was not great. Yeah, it um, it it. For for the points, I don't know if I would take it f fully again because the going it, it can only move three inches and it drifts inches, so it's a maximum of six inches turn. It does have the guns on the shoulders, which mm -hmm. is a slight help. Yeah, but it's not it's not enough for me to take it. I felt very out. Yeah, if you talk about the guns of the shoulders, you could have took a unit of um, blueshers. Yeah, for the same number of guns, but for a lot less points. For a lot less points. Yeah. However, it has to be said they are pretty much an instant kill. There yeah. isn't much that if you, if all three assault together, and what did you say? How many? Twenty-eight die. Not a lot's going to survive. Twenty-eight dice. Yeah. It was uh, a, a case of uh, like. It's do you want to be able to delete a unit every turn without fail? Yeah, because it's, not, it's pretty much guaranteed. Because of the way it works, as you said, at the most it would be three out of the five turns. Yeah, you popped up in turn one, turn went down, came back in turn three, went down and came back in turn five. Yeah, yeah, it's. I think if you had. The right supports if there were if I looked at it and maybe cheaper fleets and maybe I squeeze more in more frigates and stuff maybe it would be worth it Do but to, I don't know you have to take all three or can you yep. just take one on its turn no no the Hockmeister battle seat composition says you must include a maximum sized unit with the Hockmeister class trait the unit gains the flagship trait and then I and may include and a sing on a single. Yeah. We can you chuck it into the regular battle fleet as a because it does have the because it doesn't necessarily have the flagship status, so it can just go in as it. It only gets the flagship status if you put it in the Hotmeister fleet. So so you can include it as a unit, but not yeah. as a uh, so as somewhere else. But you don't get the bonuses, and the bonuses are there to help it. Yeah. Kill. 
Yes. Because you re-roll the blank results when you're assaulting. Mm -hmm. So that's really useful. Um, I think you can include it in the Teutonic fleet as well because it's Teutonic. Um, yeah. It's got the Teutonic trait on it. So you can stick it there and it will help that quite a lot. But I think I'd probably put Metzgers in there instead of Hotmeisters potentially. That was going to be my next question. Do you think the Metzger would be a better buy for you? Um, I'm not sure because it's got really nasty long range stuff on it and they aren't exactly the most durable things. They've got good armour and hull value on the upside but as mm -hmm. soon as they become crippled they become a hell of a lot less durable. Like the armor drops can like quite a bit, and the hull points is down to two hull points. So you've, once you get to that crippled size, you've not got a lot of. Like you've got to hope that your opponent rolls badly. Mm. Otherwise, you, once you're crippled, you're pretty much guaranteed in, in one shot to be taking a robot off the board. So. Again, getting that to the crippled state isn't easy, but once it's there, it's very vulnerable. Hmm. So it's it's a case of they're lovely, but yeah, it's 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 one of those calculations you are spending a lot of points to insta kill a unit. Is that going to help you out with the game? Yeah, I think if you were playing against somebody and they were sort of saying, "Let's let's play," a, I want to bring my big shiny ice maiden victory enterprise like the the, yeah any of the big massive ships yeah. and you were playing like a 2000 plus points game i would say a hockmeister is absolutely 100 percent worth it yeah and the smaller points is going to eat up too much of you yeah at 1500 i think it's i would probably take Maybe one in a two tonic fleet, or a Metzger in a two tonic fleet, or just one on its own, potentially in a Imperian standard fleet, and just keep it at the one. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that I feel like, and this is going to sound stupid because it's really obvious, I feel like having those fleets, the named fleets, mm -hmm. built up is definitely worth doing because my elector fleet and temple fleet that i had before they definitely felt much more useful than the because i had to take two standard imperium fleets and all i got was a command reroll and i forgot about that completely <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I remembered that my Temple Hoffley had the bonus I, I really needed to use. So I checked it when I was doing stuff. Whereas I, I never checked my bog standard one because I just forgot there was anything to do on there apart from reroll stuff. That's annoying. Yeah, I what did I I took a Caspian fleet to give the Acranoplans high velocity on their rockets and a 
standard Borodino fleet, I the Borodino fleet, I think. Yeah, Borodino fleet, and I put the Katangas in that because I was hoping to get a ramming bonus out of it, but I never got to do it. Not yeah. you. No, I mean you could have run, run the um, frigates or in front of you in, if we got to turn three, but I don't think that would have the best yeah. use. No, I mean it would have utterly destroyed them, but um, yeah, it's not the fun. It's not what you want to be doing with a massive drill. No, it's um, it's a bit of a waste. So yeah, I think the higher the points game, the more likely I would be to take the proper fleet. And I think I would take one on its own because they are, they are a good unit, but I don't think you need all three of them to be effective. No. Like they are something to intimidate your opponent with yeah there's uh, definitely a lot of psychological going on there yeah because it, it is a big it's a big model as well it, you look yeah. at it and it, it towers above everything else you just remind me of saying that word yeah. one of the things we did think looking at it was because we had a line of sight issue with because uh, she was right behind my um Mateski, and you wanted to use your your vault guns on a, on a distant target. Yeah. The positioning meant that the Mateski was c causing obscure because you're the, the Hofmeister's a mass, mass three and the Mateski was mass three. Yeah. So effectively it was causing a obstruction. So causing obscured. And we looked at it and we looked at the model and we thought that doesn't look right because clearly the Hofmeisters can see over the Mosheyski very clearly. They're much, not the Mosheyski, yeah, the Mosheyski, they're much taller. I was wondering if we could, if there's an idea for giving them a rule called towering, which for, in terms of determining line of sight, maybe they count as mass four, simply because they're so bloody tall, but just for yeah. determining line of sight, because they can clearly see over everything. Maybe even mass five, just to be certain. Five, yeah, just saying they can, they, you know, well, that would mean nothing blocks their line of sight. I think if you were trying to, I think they'd struggle to see over an ice maiden. I don't know. I'd have to see them together, but you're probably right to be fair because the ice yeah, maiden. Yeah, let's go spend the money on that. Ice you go ahead. <laughs> just, just to see if they spend, to see if they block my side. One yeah, day. <laughs> one day. Um, but yeah, I think that that could be a suggestion we make on the count that they have something called towering or something like that, which just means their line of sight's not obstructed by yeah. anything absolute thing. I mean, you you can understand the idea of them being mass three because they are they're yeah, they're skinny, not and, they're skinny, yeah. but their height from a line of sight point of view is just their height. Yeah, yeah they could I think you're definitely right. Having having something like towering or um, something like that for all all. Vitruvian Colossus that are like the taller models would be uh, a, a good idea. Yeah, more realistic anyway, but but still, it's it, those are the rules, and we've at least we remembered that one for a change. <laughs> we did get the obstruction rules right. That's something we did get right. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of the victory points wrong. Um, I suppose, which brings us to who actually won. The answer is we don't actually know now because we sat down and. Hang on a minute, we did the victory points wrong. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, the victory points are way off, so we've just declared a draw because we're not we're not entirely sure who would have won looking back on it. We think different different things could have happened and um, certain ships may have gone down sooner or later or yeah. it's, uh, uh, it's just going to be a, 
to untangle it all doesn't seem worth it, so we're just going to call it a draw. Yeah, I've got the belt at the minute because we did think I'd won at the end, but I've yeah. got the belt. I'll let you have it back at, at some point. At some point. Yeah. yeah. I'll keep it nice and safe under my bed. <laughs> Fair enough. What? I don't sleep with terror, no. <laughs> it, it doesn't have a little nightcap of its own. No, it does have its own little pillow. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Not that weird. It doesn't. Okay. No. That's a shame. We've declared a draw, and I'll get my uh, my rightfully earned belt back at some point. And the next game we intend to play is going to be something mm. we're quite excited about. We're going to play in Wild West Exodus, and, and we're going back to where we started. Yeah, it's going to be a grudge match of lawmen versus watchers. We've got some extra rules for this because we've we decided that we're going to have it is a grudge match. So we've decided that we're going to if the we've paired off Wyatt versus your Viridian Alpha and Doc Holiday versus the Chigos, and if they can be responsible for killing the other, we'll get some victory points. So, for example, if Rango kills Wyatt, he claims some victory points. If yep. Wyatt kills Rango, he'll claim some victory points, but not if somebody else kills Rango. That's what we agreed, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, it has to be the answer. And I paired Doc versus the Chigos because the Chigos have killed Doc in pretty much every game they've gone. He's gone against something. I think they talk, the Greys have killed him once as well, but every other game, it's always been the Chigos that have killed Doc. So that's why we've put Doc versus the Chigo. So Doc will get a victory point for every Chigo model he kills. I think it's three, you've got three Chigos, haven't you? I have, yes. Yeah. And if the Chigos kill Doc, they'll get three for the whole thing. So you've got a you've got a much easier job than I have for that one. Yep. Yep. Potentially. Potentially. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how the Erp versus Rango is is going to go down because the the legendary version of Rango is quite nasty, but so I mean regular Erp is horrible. So. No. Well, I've got legendary. I've got legendary Earp. Leg, in fact, I've got both legendary Earps now. I've got Morgan and uh, Wyatt on legendary mode. You've got legendary Rango. Yep. Magenta is technically already legendary to start with. Yep. Virgil needs a legendary version. <laughs> yeah, I need a legendary. Um, I think Cerulean legendary would be interesting now. That would be interesting. Like doesn't, your monster, doesn't your nightmare count as legendary? Possibly, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it's not legendary. Isn't what it used to. It isn't the same as it used to be. But yes, yeah. we're having a big old showdown. It's not going to be the last hurrah because I definitely will be playing Lawman again because they are my first love in Wild West Exodus, and they shall remain. So much as I do love my enlightened, I'll always come back to Lawman now and again. Yeah, uh, same with Watchers. If there's two two things that have come out for Wild West Exodus, and I can't afford both, the Watchers will always be. The first pick and the order will come second and then hex very last because i'm very picky about what hex i'm going to buy so yeah. um, but watches not foresee it all anymore from the pages of the interbellum illuminator the latest field intel Just last week, 
is it last week? Yeah, it is last week at this point. UK Games Expo happened. Unfortunately, neither of us could make it uh, due to due to various circumstances. But judging from what we've seen, from what's been posted, a good time was had by all. And there was time for even time for, for Chris to give a little interview to the lads that are on the tabletop. We've had snippets of that posted by other people, quite tight lit. But there were a few teases in there. What do you think of the things he said? Yeah, so the main things to, to take away from what he said was um, September to October is going to be around about the time that the air stuff is coming. He said um, around September, October, you need to start looking to the skies. So I'm guessing that's when they're going to start releasing the airships for the factions. At a guess, or it's going to hazard a guess, I would say Imperium first because they've got the most stuff so it just seems like the most people are going to have started collecting them so i'm guessing they're going to be first we've seen the art for it could be crown potentially we'll, we'll talk about why in a couple of minutes but what else to say that was interesting oh it, it, he talked about the vengeance of the earth posse is out next month yeah and painting models on the table to look at yeah and he said that we've got a few more of these lined up over the over the next couple of months which implies that there are more mounted posses coming which is what they said when we spoke to them around about time of retribution yeah mounted there's if you look through the uh, handbooks there's a couple of obvious ones for the outlaws there's control raiders for example there will obviously be something similar though I don't, I can't, I'm trying to think for the rest of the handbox I don't think there's anything really obvious that's going to be a mounted posse but Quantos Raiders is definitely in there for the Outlaws yeah the only other one that springs instantly to mind for me is the Suncutters I imagine they'll just do like Suncutter Alpha and maybe some regular Suncutters as a, a posse I don't know whether they're going to be like this year or not but they're Definitely, um, definitely on the cards at some point. The enlightened. Ver I mean, obviously, we've got the vehicles already for the enlightened. We've got iron. We've got iron horse constructs, and we've got the. Giant a mounted enlightened posse might be a thing. Yeah, I don't see why not. Warrior Nation will definitely have something mounted. Um, Sky stallions have been a thing in the game for a long time. It'd be lovely to see those back in Stone Fist. The giant horse with the two cannons literally cannons mounted on his side yeah order haven't got anything specific mentioned in any of their handbooks or any of the law we've seen about that but we do know order have an abundance of vehicles available to them there's this, there's the tumbler which is currently available there's also they have a trike called the spear of light which is a we've been hazarding guesses that might be buildable from the interceptor kit it might be you build it one way build it another yeah, they're not called Spear of Lights anymore either, are they? They're just called Order Interceptors or Order Heavy Interceptors. But uh, I think Order are the only one that have got the heavy version of the Interceptor that I remember seeing. No, Law have definitely got the heavy, heavy. Lawmen have definitely got the heavy interceptor, and I think so. So have the Outlaws as well. It's uh, basically the option is guns on or guns off. So when you get that kit, magnets are going to be definitely a thing you're going to want, depending on, what, depending on uh, your situation. Mm. That's that's all. I can't think of anything hex related that would be. Um, I know a while ago we joked maybe that Carcosa Rex may be coming as a mounted version, which should be interesting. 
God only knows what that you'd be sitting on. Wow. Giant spiders. <laughs> yeah, giant spiders. I mean, I don't know. I can't. I can't even begin to think of what sort of weird. Yeah, big photo to himself is that would be a hell of a mount to be on. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, what the hell is that? I think that was it. Oh well, no, there was the discussion that the dystopian age and the mythos background are sort of merging together. We didn't really get any details on that, just that it was coming soon and you're going to see more factions from Wild West Exodus being able to be played in mythos and more mythos factions being able to be used in Wild West Exodus. Currently there's a few that you can use the Wildborn and somebody else in. Yeah, Path of Chronazon can both be used. Yes. Currently that's it. I did feel, think that the Silver Venators have been moved over to moved over to the order but they haven't got unit cards but they have got a mention in the handbook which is kind of odd maybe they just that's weird i thought it was the other way around i thought there was cards but nothing in the handbook to build them with maybe uh, just... maybe maybe i just imagined this in a fever dream but i'm pretty sure at one point civil voters were gonna go to the order yeah yeah uh, never mind uh, I, may, I may have made that up no i definitely saw the cards from them, i'm sure i did but no, no posse for them to go in because they had a specific, they didn't have any Coroli or anything like that in them. They had venerators and something else. But hey, we, we've sort of that's been teased for a while, so now we know it's coming in the next couple of months. And yeah. that's that's pretty much it. There was no big reveals. I know a lot of people were hoping for more news on Wild Wild West Exodus, but Stuart and Chris have both pretty much said, you know, there's no news coming soon. So yeah, over the past few weeks, Scott and I have been collating frantically all the artworks we could find uh, that have been scattered through the uh, Sturgeonium Lounge and the Dark Council, trying to find stuff that hasn't been released yet, so we've got a sort of teaser wall of all the things that we've not, that we've seen artwork for but not been released yet. We think we found them all, it took us a while. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these, and we posted them all up, and bit, bit, I'm, you've all seen them, I'm sure. Some of these have been we've been seeing for a while. Some of these, Stuart and Chris have a tendency to drop these little bits of artworks, not as a main post, but sometimes as a sub sub thread in one of the posts on about. You just get a little picture, so it's a bit, it was quite fun trying to remember where we'd seen them all. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got them. Oh no, 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 we forgot one. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very tricky to get them all. Like they are scattered it's like finding infinity stones uh, they are scattered to the four winds and when you think you've got them all there's another one sneakily hidden somewhere away in the comments so and we probably still haven't got them all to be fair but yeah like you say we've we've stuck them all in the separate little game parts there's one for dystopia wars there's one for what was Texas? There's one for Lost World Exodus, and there's one for Armored Clash, which is pretty much just all planes at the moment. Yeah. I'm fairly certain there is more art out there for Armored Clash, but it is not easy to find if there is. But we've got all the planes. So, and Stuart has been, I think it's Stuart, been posting up most of the Dystopian Wars art that we've been Excuse seeing Chris. recently. I think it's Chris, but uh, yeah. it's what it's, it's either Chris yeah. or Stuart. I'm fair. I'm, but it might be a mix of the two, to be fair, because they've both got the little dystopian wars cog usually as the front um, picture, so it's it's tricky sometimes. But we've had a few brand new stuff this month that got people quite excited. Yes. 
So one of the images they showed was an Egyptian thing. Now this was really out of the blue. I suspect for the older, the, well, the players of the previous version of, of uh, Dystopian was, Egyptians were a thing, but I didn't know anything about the Egyptians being in there. And also we have a skimmer, Manjet class heavy skimmer. That's, it looks really cool. Uh, I imagine if you paint this up in the typical Egyptian gold and blue color scheme that we're so used to from seeing things like Tutankhamun, so that this is going to look really, really good. Oh, I've just realised it's two separate pictures. It's, there's also another class called the Mesectet. 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 Strike skimmer. Which one? Double with a main packing a main weapon and a strike one, and packing uh, smaller guns. Yeah, and the, if you look at the Manjet, it's got what looks like either some sort of small broadsides or small cannons yeah. right in the front prow, whereas the Masectet has, has open space. open space, which is possibly some sort of assault carrier, like the... Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness, I've just realised we definitely have missed one, because I don't remember seeing the hovercraft art in my little... Oh, the um, Russian hovercrafts. Yeah. Oh, the Commonwealth hovercrafts. We'll have to find those. Yeah, because that definitely needs to go in here. Just, just randomly thinking about it. And that was an assault assault carrier as well. Mm-hmm. So that might be something we're going to start to see more of over the coming yeah. months. Bringing up the assault game up to par. Because Lord knows, Lord knows something needs to be able to assault back to the uh, your, your giant robots and have a chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So next up, we've got the Alliance Support Squadron, which is a bunch of Levant for, I'm guessing, the French. So we've got the Levant Strike Cruiser, Levant Support Carrier, and Levant Grand Corvette. And we can sort of see from the art the Strike Cruiser and Support Carrier are things we've seen before. Whereas the Levant Grand Corvette is a little bit different because it's got some tubes. It's not really got any weaponry that we can see on the drawing. Yeah, one small turret, that's all it's got. Yeah. Um, what I think it is, is because it's got a Corvette, and looking at the rules, a Corvette is one of the small escort ships that go with the bigger ship. And it's there for helping with assaults. So I think those tubes are actually drop tubes. Looks like there's a door on the end. The doors open up, and you get your troops literally jumping out on bungee cords, rap sailing down, and assaulting the boat below them that way. Which is that's going to look damn cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you got that in your mind's eye, that's going to look cool. I'm thinking Minority Report, where they all just come down on the cords. That's when they drop out the police dropship. Yep. Yep. So they could be quite nasty potentially. I don't think they're in the orbit currently. So. And be interesting to see what they uh, they're like. Yeah, uh, I like the idea of a flying aircraft carrier that launches more flying aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we heard you like to fly, so we built a flying plane to launch a flying plane. <laughs> yep, makes uh, makes perfect sense. Of course it does. And the Levant Strike Cruiser with its twin turrets. So we've got a big a main turret and what's like the smaller turret on the front. Mm. These, I've got to say. Uh, all the ships look lovely, but the it has to be said that the Alliance definitely are the pretty boys of the dystopian age. And these again are very elegant looking ships. Yeah, 
Definitely, they do. They do fit in very well with the other French aesthetic. So maybe we'll see these at some point. Mind you, they said September, October. So maybe not soon, but well, they'll get there eventually. So next up is the not-so-pretty boys. We're going to move on to the Union. Had two things come out for the Sousa, which is the Columbia-class heavy battleship. And then we've got some heavy monitors, which are the Gettysburg, the Saratoga, the Sumter, and the Providence-class. Okay. This is exciting because, for a start, it's one model that can play for two factions. You have it plays for the Union as a sort of older model. It also plays for a sub faction called the Sousa, which is the well, basically it's South America, which is part of the Alliance. I can't remember what the Sousa, the, in the acronym Sousa, stood for. Southern Union of South America, or something like that. Socialist yeah. Union of South America. That's what it is. But it's part of the Alliance, and the story goes that these are older ships that they managed to confederate sailed away at the end of the war and they ended up in the in the Sousa navies okay and they're a real hark back to original dw models if you've seen some of the original dw for the union these look very very familiar for those massive chunky paddle wheels very flat to the close to the water decks um they look great really workmanlike they look older they don't look as modernized as the constitution fleet that we've got but very very cool yeah there are a, a couple of nice little bits on there as well you've got some light turrets on the columbia as well as the regular turrets there's a little thing that says union constitution reference width so it's as wide as a constitution class battleship so it's not any smaller than the already quite chunky constitution no, which is, uh... yeah it's using the same turrets we can see from the picture it's using the same turrets the smaller rocket turret i think you get that with the enterprise set that smaller rocket turret mm, quite possibly possibly uh, very low part there's a side drawing of it how low it is to the water very very low to the water um, Mississippi steamer sort of look yep yep they've still got that sort of paddle wheel aesthetic that they carry around with the um, Union so moving on to the the smaller ones the Gettysburg is pretty much a standard monitor it's got like a couple of gun options on it it's not really anything interesting um the saratoga is basically the same thing but it has an interesting little thing at the back which is an auto gyro pad which is not the same as the patriot automatons is it that's a different thing so i'm wondering whether that's going to be something that they can use for the alliance potentially is auto gyros yeah it says oh the if you look at the Sum sumter class assault ship it says auto gyro front bay all rolling thunder tanks ranked up i hope they model that that'll be great just to see little yeah. tiny little rolling thunders yeah that'd be great <laughs> it's also great to see that rolling thunders are still cannon yeah yeah very big cannon in fact yes big bada boom and then the Providence class looks like a like a support ship, like the Heidelberg and, and things like that, where you get extra cards and maybe mine layer and a bit of a bit of extra 
utility rather than firepower. Well, that's got a couple of small turrets. Those are new turrets. Those are based on the rear deck guns that you get on the uh, Union cruisers, but they're actually put into a turret form rather than just something that clips onto the deck. So they will look like uh, twin six guns. And they are awesome. They are easily my favorite mini gun that we have mm. in the in the range so far, those little guns. It's just very, very on on trend. Yep. Yep, they're very nice. And last but not least, we wow. have something very interesting. Aha. We have the Commonwealth Aerial Fleet. It took us a while to work out what these were. Were, were they submarines? Were they flyers? But we had it confirmed that these are, in fact, flyers. We have three classes again with a common hull we have the Tunguska, the Irkutsk and the I'm going to say this wrong Saransk yep. which give you uh, obviously different options so the Tunguska looks like the basic option which will mount two main turrets you then have the I'm going to do the Saransk next which is the rocket option you get a little bank of those rockets that you get on top of Stoltovs which I can confirm are lethal if you, if you can get them if you can get them on target. Four of those is definitely going to make a dent in someone's day. Some very interesting like vertical jet mm. uh, engines on the side which the others don't get. And then finally, our, my absolute favourite, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a favourite with a lot of people, the, uh, the Irkutsk, which is basically a ridiculously big flying drill. Yeah. <laughs> that is just like i don't know why but it gives me thunderbird vibes like thunderbirds terror hawks sort of vibes I, I don't know what it is but it just does yeah I mean, if, if it wasn't the katangas are scary enough as it is and they can't fly no. <laughs> so this is going to just nosedive into you or something like that or take out other aerial ships which i think is probably its purpose but that is wonderfully ridiculous. I love it. I love it. I'm going to have it, and I'm going to build one of those for definite. I I think that's going to be a must-have for most people's fleet. If the Katanga, if the effectiveness of a Katanga is anything to go by, this is going to be a must-have for any Commonwealth player. Yeah, they're, it's going to be interesting to see how they play, particularly because giant flying drills aren't like they're not going to. Not going to ram into ships in the sea because that would just be insane. Like that is that is doom for them potentially. So I'd be interested to see if whether you can only ram other airships, which will be hilarious, or whether you can ram sea ships. Dive. As well. <laughs> yeah, just like dive, literally. Oh, I'm, I know that's, that visual thoughts were. Um, do you remember Jerry Anderson's UFO series? Yes. Yep. Yes. The they had a they had a submarine boat plane thing, didn't they? Called yes. Sundiver. It yep. was a boat. Then it went underwater, and the front end of it came off. It's giving me that vibe. So maybe maybe it can literally dive into the water and then come back out. That would be very cool. Yeah. I can definitely see that now. I don't know why it is, but it does really have like a Jerry Anderson vibe about it. The other two don't, like not always, just the giant flying drill yeah. has a superb Jerry Anderson vibe to it, which is cool. I like it. I love it. Right. I, I, you know, I may get that. I'm 
after our match the, the last week, I'm very much going around to the Commonwealth being a nice a nice faction. So having so much of it already means I don't have to spend as much. So I might make that my next official faction and then eventually get around to the Empire. I will get around to the Empire. <laughs> one, one day. One day. Even there. though it's only your secondary game, you're going to have three fleets. Wow. My son now has three fleets. Okay, he's got the Commonwealth, uh, he's got the Union, and now he has got the uh, Crown. Okay, yeah, I'm just like, hang on a minute, one of us has a job, one of us, one of us is 12 years old. How would you have this much money to spend on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just been. Yeah, he wants to buy things and he can do it. I'm like, I can't buy it. And gas and electric, it's not fair. Yeah. Right, I think that's all. We've covered everything that's new concept art that we've had posted recently. Yeah. So I'll move on to the actual releases. Um, release. So, well, as we're on Dystopia Wars, let's stick with the Dystopia Wars and we'll go to the Sullivan Battlefleet set. This was like so much out of the blue, I thought it was a Smurf. <laughs> oh, that's a tortured analogy. Doing <laughs> in pain, please let it go. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a big box for the Sultanate already, which is great because it means you can now get the support squadrons as well as the main frontline squadrons. You've got your SRS tokens and you've got a giant, really, really nice looking carrier. I know it's pretty much identical apart from one or two little, one or two little design cues that are no longer there with the turrets at the right at the front of the deck and, and things like that but I, I really like it it's a really nice little I say little I think looks ginormous interesting to see how that does measure up against the other ones they all tend yeah. to be about the same length it's the rest of the mass that makes it bigger but yeah you get the Suleiman which is ooh, it's just so good there's so many turrets on this it's got the, it's got the uh, particle beamers that you get with the the only other the only other faction that can use a particle beamer yeah got their own little version of it and then of course you've got the all all the cruisers that we saw from the yep. uh, first one again yeah, i imagine a lot of people are still going to be building the grand cruisers and the grand monitors because yeah because they look awesome <laughs> they look awesome and they're, they're anything that could put four guns yep and still have two space for generators as well on, on yeah, that's, that, you're not taking that out in a hurry and that is going to cripple cripple other ships yeah the uh, new little ships the the support thing so we've got we've got the constantinople which is the carrier like the small cruiser carrier we've got yeah. the miramar which is the missile cruiser so that's sort of a standard thing that comes out now uh, they post a picture dad's been painting one of those today yes yeah i'm lovely uh, blue and gold Oh my god, it looks so good with yeah. red lights on the rep weapons. Yeah, it, like, I, it's one of the things I have, like, constantly. Every time I see a picture, I'm like, 
when is it going to be done? I want to see all of it. It looks amazing. I need to see the finished product. Then you've also got the Konya class, which looks like it is some sort of either Corvette or Escort dispensing or repairing ship. I'm not yeah, quite sure. Prince is the new skiffs. Yeah. Again, the brand new. We've not had anything of this like like this before. You get these little skiffs. We'll get to those in a minute. But yeah, that's cool looking because it's got a great big crane lifting out a skiff skiff from its front deck. Yeah. Then you've got the Iodin class, which looks very similar to the previous one, but instead of a little skiff, you've got lots of little cargo bits. So I'm guessing it's a cargo cruiser that's potentially. That's your extra card. Yeah. Extra card, mine layer, mine sweeper, yeah. all that all that sort of stuff. Then you've got the Maria or Moray, I'm not sure. Moraya, Moria, Moria. Um, I cannot tell what that is. They're little robot arms, little balls on the end. Some sort of fence. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look at the orbit to find out what the heck that does. Hang on. That's that's interesting. Is I Iskander, Ismer, straight to Mohammed. Interesting. So that's being kept under wraps for some reason. It is. Yes, it is indeed. Konya? Mm, it's not there. It goes from I straight up to M. Mm. That's going to be a Hashidin. We've got the Hashidin Fast Destroyer, Constantinople Support Carrier, Colorless Heavy Destroyer, Aidin Supply Ship. Yeah. Okay, which is the one that does the. That's the one with the crane and the bot sets barrels and crates in the hull. Right then. So that does well that's that one does unit material skiffs, okay. Escort duty, logistical support, it gives yeah that's the it's your card provider that one. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. The, and a minesweeper and a supply depot. Which means you can remove uh disorder if you need to but the other two are not currently in the orbat so there's going to be another orbat update so if you're thinking printing your orbat off i hold fire because <laughs> yep. it ain't all there yet no it's um it, it's on its way but i wonder if the card's up no if they aren't there which i, I was expecting yeah i was just you know maybe they'd be in the wrong place but no they're not oh well. so that's we have secrets. Mm. We can build them. We can't play them just yet. But we can't build them yet because it's not been. It's not going to come out for another two weeks. So yep. we've got to store maybe all that. Yeah. The last thing in the set is the little escorts gifts, which are really cool. I like them. The little funky um, oval bases we've seen in the dragons and stuff, but obviously they're much smaller. And they're little little skiff things, which is quite quite cool. Yeah. I, they look. I suppose as soon as you say skiff and it looks like that, I mean immediately I thought in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. There is that look about them, but very cool. Yes. Escort skiffs. Yeah. Um, the SRS tokens with the Sabha Saba class fighters. Yeah. We're absolutely massive. I mean, we, if I look in our artwork under the. Uh, Armour Clash section, you'll see the artwork for these. These things have enormous engines. Yeah, it's ridiculous. They're like pod racers. <laughs> yeah. You get the feeling these things go very fast in a straight line. <laughs> if, yeah. if you ever do 
some sort of rules for these. That's what the kind of thing. There's, there's probably a big red button in inside inside the cockpit, and the trainee pilots are do not touch the big red button. Yeah. Ah, go, baby, go. But yeah, they look cool as well. Yeah, they look really good. As, well, as ever, there's always an insane amount. Those SRS tokens are so worth a good close look at because you get an insane amount of detail. Yeah, there's like little turrets and, and the cockpits, and there is a ton of detail on them generally. So they're always worth a look. That's it for the news. There's nothing else that's interesting, is there, Sam? Yeah. Come on, let's get to it, my thing. Yep. Okay, and the last, but by no means least, the thing that I am massively excited about, it is the Vengeance of the Erps posse for Wild West Exodus, which contains three bikes, three iron horses, and three new characters. Well, two new characters and one we've known about for ages, and he's finally back. Now, when I get hold of these, I've already pre-ordered it. I'm definitely going to do an unboxing and show everything that's in there. I mean, obviously, it's going to be an iron horse sprue, which we all know about. So it's going to be three model, three riders. That's going to be the interesting thing. But yeah. I am really, really excited about these. The Lawman and the Erps were my first entry into the game. They are still my first love for the game. And having these does feel a little bit special. We've been waiting for something like this for such a long time. The newer players will not know this, but the for the the older players will know this, of course, that the original under one oh up to one oh eight, the tombstone posse was very difficult to build because it required you to have a warren. Warren was out of print for such a long time and you couldn't build a full tombstone posse. 109 did fix that slightly and you could build a tombstone posse without Warren. Um, by moving Morgan into a certain slot and so on, because the, this building rules were different. But still, you couldn't build the full tunes, but unless you were like literally one of the original players, um, because Warren was so limited edition from Spartan. Now we're getting this. Now, obviously, with version, version the new version of it, you don't you don't actually warrant to build the tombstone pot, the shield of tombstone posse. You just need uh, Wyatt, Doc, uh, and either Virgil or Morgan can build you a tombstone posse i've got all four um but the the list in the handbook does have space for two more tombstone units and a unit with the automata trait which hmm, that kind of fits the vengeance pack rather nicely two extra units uh, who presumably will have the tombstone trait and an automata maybe that the we can take the vengeance person and drop it into shield tombstone of course, I'm expecting them to have their own posse list as well. So there'll be, a, am sure, ways to expand that by adding more iron horses. So I'm making the iron horse pack because I built my own horses in Enlightened. And I will need to build some Lawman iron horses. Yes, I could just take models off and build the other guys, but that's not as fun. <laughs> I, want I want more. I could, I could modulize them by taking the rider off, I suppose, but that's not the, the point. Never. <laughs> So yeah, I'm really, I'm so excited to get these because it's, it's, I feel I return back to where I started, having um, the Earps, who I, I 
I'm a big fan of Megan Hazel. I'm a big fan of histories. I absorb reading, just, just love reading this sort of stuff. And the fact that, you know, they're his, they are historical characters at the end of the day. Interestingly, so the back, so if you read the little blurb that comes with them, you'll know that Martha is an Earp sister. Now, interestingly, they, they did indeed have a sister called Martha. She didn't survive past infancy, though. They make a mention of she got a disease which caused her to lose her arm. Um, so that could have been polio or something like that, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not but yeah, so they took that little bit of history that there was a, a, a child called Martha that died and they said they've made her live and bring her up. They also use, uh, they mentioned James, who was the eldest Earp child. So Virgil's, Virgil and Wyatt's oldest brother. But instead of him being alive, they've made him cease and his spirit and in a fashion his spirit lives on in a lawbot which Martha has taken to calling James in her grief I think that is a great storyline it really 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 fits with the whole thing of the dystopian age and everything and all the weirdness that can go on and then finally we have Warren who again is a real historical character and it mentions that Warren is um, generally speaking not a nice person which again tracks because the real Warren was not a nice person at all (laughs) Uh, he was something of a prat (laughs) I can go over using the word prat I think Um, the real Warren was not a nice person at all Uh, he did do a lot of shall we say riding on his brother's coattails uh, I'm Earp, I'm untouchable. It didn't get him so far. He came to a rather unfortunate end, challenging someone to shoot him and then looked rather surprised when he actually did. <laughs> uh, they're very, very unfortunate end for, the, for him. Um, but here he is as one of the meanest lawmen to ride the range, it says here. Uh, utterly merciless. Uh, who firmly believes that every within every criminal is a, re- a rebellion he is trying to stomp on it down so that another rebellion like the old wars cannot happen again so he'll fit right in with judge judge daniel stern at some point i should imagine they'll, they'll synergy very together we haven't seen the cards at all yet so i have no idea what sort of thing what sort of extra goodies they're going to be bringing to the table when i put them on but you, assuming I can get them built, although we're definitely going to be using them for our next game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Very, very excited about this. Yeah, it's there. Something, especially Warren, that has been missing for a long time. So to have it brought in is awesome. All the models are really, really nice. Um, it's a little bit of an expensive set, but it's a plastic. Iron Horses set plus the resin. So you're getting the three sprues that you would normally for the Iron Horse with all the extra bits on it. And then on top of that, you're getting the resin. So it's it's definitely a justified price. It's not a sort of overly expensive price, I would say. And the sculpt's really nice. Speaking of the card sort of thing, looking at them, unlike a lot of, I say a lot, unlike some of the people that are riding things, these guys have got their double Gatling guns on the Iron Horses, mm. and then they've got an extra weapon each as well, because Martha's got her um, extra arm pistol, and then Warren's got what looks like a shotgun, potentially. Carbine. His original model had like a very long barreled pistol, which he would he was firing over his arm. Looks like he's kept that. It's some sort of carbine 
pistol converted into a rifle. I'm not sure there's a word for that kind of rifle. It's not carbine, but I can't think of what it is. I'm sure, I'm sure somebody lives in the States and knows about, knows about historical weapons like that to so be able to tell me what kind of gun that is, but I can't think of it. And then James has got double pistols as well. Double so. pistols. I'm really interested. James is very interesting for me because he's a basically a he's a supposedly an older model Lawbot, a UR24, where the current series are 30s and 31s. I'll be interested to see if there's any mechanical differences in his model up close. I'm going to compare him up to my other Lawbots and see if there's any differences. I'm not expecting huge differences. I'm just curious if there's any subtle things. One thing you can really see on James's. Uh, model, which you can't really see on the law. You have to look carefully on the law box. Is the fact that the law box actually have two faces? They've got one on the front yeah. of the head and one on the back. Yeah. Uh, it's not immediately obvious on the law box models when you're looking at them. I did, I had already noticed it, but uh, it's nice with the way his hat is posed. You can definitely see they have got two faces, so you can't sneak up on them. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. They're uh, they're really nice. I, I'd be curious to know if at any point there will be a non-mounted version of these guys coming out in a box. Later because on. that would be cool. Yeah, a, a standard a standard posse box tends to contain between five to six minis, yeah. which pretty much fits. You've got Warren. You've got East three, and then you've got Virgil as well. But like, it's yeah. There's a it's... couple of names that are mentioned elsewhere in the fluff that would fit Turkey Creek Johnson. For these names, if you look at the Dead or Alive posse fluff, it mentions a few names in there that are associated with the Earps from the famous Vendetta ride. Okay, John Mosby the Grey Ghost is mentioned. I think that's going to be a separate posse. Okay, so Jack. Jack Turkey Creek Johnson was a friend of the Earps. There you go, it mentions that one. Now that's the only name it mentions him. I thought I thought it said McMasters as well, but I can't see his name. But yeah, I'm thinking Turkey Creek Johnson, probably McMasters as well would be in there because they are both associated with the posse. So maybe there's going to be an on-foot version of these guys as well. I hope so. Yeah. Why that as well? Yeah, Doc Wyatt, Turkey Creek Johnson, and then James, Warren and Martha all on foot would be a, a good a good box for it whether it happens or not isn't the question because this is just hearsay but currently white earth is the most famous lawman in the world and you can't currently get him outside of the legendary version if you can get a hold of an old red oak box and i think he was available as a classic as well wasn't he yeah that's a very cool model if you've got the classic version of him um his for those who haven't seen it he's holding a shield in front of him and he's got his shotgun resting in the notch in the shield like a so it's right right mode very cool looking model it was the original uh wire the one we're used to the crouching model is the peacemaker out is the what was called the alt sculpt that became the main sculpt under war cradle yeah so I, I would imagine they would do a tombstone box with him in it at least whether it contains non-mounted versions of james warren and martha is another question uh, you'd have thought maybe but who knows there, there may be other other guys that will fit into that, that box i imagine doc would definitely be in the box yeah with a new a new doc would be very appreciated so 
it looks like it's going to be a really good set. I expect this to be a hot seller for everybody who collects Lawman. I imagine it is going to jump to the top of their list immediately. Yep. Yeah, uh, when if I if I do the golden cradles this year, golden cradles this year, I expect that to do very well in the voting. Yep. Okay, that is everything for this episode. Our next episode will most likely be covering either our grudge match between the Watchers and the Lawmen. We're going to do a little bit of a slightly customised scenario. We may play another non-book scenario, either one we've done ourselves or one of the Badlands games, because they're always quite fun to do. just depends on, on what we decide. It'll be 125 points, because that will work. Uh, hopefully be a bit quicker for us if i can't get all three vengeance of the earth in it might be a bit more <laughs> okay so that, that's fair uh, if you can't fit them in then we'll just have to bump it up but yeah that's hopefully the next game we're going to play probably going to to be fair oh, i don't we tend to play extras quicker than we play dystopian wars yeah because we don't really know dystopian wars that well and to be fair i think until there's more weird stuff out for dystopian wars like I'm, I'm comfortable not playing it again for a while i'll be happy to play some more wessex just for a while again yeah until we've uh, run out of things we want to, to test and do okay. so yeah well, you know, i really would like to have them all painted before we do that so i better get painted okay keep, keep, keep like no don't know, do, don't know what to do i don't know what to do looking at looking at all day where should I start yeah. Best place to start is at the beginning. Like if you you just put a colour down, you know you're gonna definitely do something, and then usually it goes from there. I, uh, I'm sure I've told this story before, but I had a um, Skaven screaming bell sit in a box for nearly ten years. I didn't touch it because I was scared I was gonna ruin it by putting any paint on it, and then um, I painted it in under. Um, three weeks once I got it done and I just put silver on it to start off with on the silver bits on the spikes and then I was just like okay yeah I've started it now I've got to finish it so yeah I will I will do it I will do it there's so many things I want to put paint I'm just glad I don't live by the can't buy anything to be painted yes it would be not good I'm just hoping that next month is not going to be any um, watcher stuff because I've still got all my all my other bits of um, ceruleans to do. So, <laughs> Are we started. Did you do that? I've lost track. Did you do your nightmare yet? No, I've only done the mimics and the alpha, uh, and I've been doing some other bits and pieces in between. Um, for you've got, you've got the two vixens and the nightmare to do that. Yes, that's right. No, it's going to be interesting because it's such a weird sculpt. Uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to approach it yet because it's lots of different. Um, Different shades and things, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be weird, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and so that will be our next game, and then hopefully it will be a bit sooner, just because of everything that's been going on with UK Games Expo and stuff. We wanted to hold back a bit, and our game got postponed. Life gets in the way, don't it? Yeah. So yeah, look forward to seeing you next time. Yeah. So until then, happy trails, pilgrims. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you again.
file number 50220 File closed. Agent Markov remains at large.